0: It's February 26, 2019. This is Acacia Thompson for Brooklyn Public Library's Greenpoint Oral History Project for Our Streets, Our Stories. I'm here on Oak Street with members past and present of GWAP. I'm Laura Traciocas.
1: Joe Vance.
2: Christine Hollowitz.
1: Adam Perlmutter.
0: Katie Denny Horowitz. Trina McKeever. All right, so thanks for being here tonight, everybody. Uh, Let me start off talking about
1: what is Guap? When did it start, and why? <laughs> That's a big one.
2: Yeah. So Guap started um, very long time ago, but it was part of at at the time I had chaired a um, organization that was Greenpoint Property Owners, and what happened is we have heard that there was going to be a power plant built. Um, Con Edison and, uh, is going to be a fireproof. You Yeah. Because
3: every, everything that goes on in this neighborhood.
4: I have seen years. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have been able to, um, you know, the next meeting, I called a community meeting and told everybody this is what's going on. There were so many people in the basement that they were all the way out on the street, and, and police mm. came because we had too many people and we were overcrowded and all of this other stuff. So at the same time, I had called different people like um, Peter Gillespie and and you guys, and I said we need to do something. We can't have this power plant going on, and that's how Guap became. And that it was Greenpoint Williams work against pyrpron, and and, th- and that and was and Barbara genera- Fattel.
3: I think is actually came up with the name. I think mm-hmm.
2: that, that I don't she, remember. She who ran came. like
3: a like a community. Exercise where people were throwing out names and there were
2: families might have been and kids
3: the... and you know all sorts of act, energy.
2: Wasn't that in the synagogue then? No, it was, the at, it was
3: at it was it at it was the at the church. church? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I um, think um, it was in St. Anthony's in their community yeah. room uh, up on the second floor above where we used to vote. Yeah. You know, know, like
2: so so we we went around <laughs> basically the neighborhood <laughs> having meetings. And, um, and so we went on. So we beat the first power plant. But it was quick. It was only like 90 days. It was, yeah. uh, and that was because, as you know, Con Edison has a uh, board of directors. And uh, Barbara Vitel basically, with other people went right in front of them, they had a meeting and they were standing over there and stopping each and every board member and telling them how they're going to... What are they going to do to our community and Where stuff? Where
0: the first power plant going to be? Right I here. remember there was one at, at the, Was that Yeah, that yeah that was that's the, the one. Okay. Okay. okay, I remember going yeah. like meetings with Felice Kirby. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, what we, but what we did was, what's the name of the, what's the technical name of the, of the action, the permit they have to follow. The Article 10 proceeding? The Article X. Article 10. Right, the Article 10 proceeding. So to cite Which a power plant- Which is a Roman numeral X. Yeah. <laughs> so to cite a power plant, there's a whole statute that you have to follow and you have to submit a permit um, we application. S- submit an application. Yeah. yeah so But we did, we did that for the second what, what one, the, the not gr- for the first one. No, for the first one. No. We, we didn't. didn't for the first
3: one. No, what happened was
1: is that... <laughs> I thought we did. No. We had I, I had just remember. I had
3: just started doing community stuff because I, would, right. I was previously an assistant DA in Queens and I was living here, but I couldn't do anything. And uh, Christine and I met just a few weeks before that, that at a NAG right. meeting, uh, and there was a lot of concern because Norman Brodsky had taken the right. the, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Eastern District Terminal site and it green pointers were concerned that USA right. not going USA was not going to Williamsburg meant it was going to go to Greenpoint right. and all this stuff and then suddenly b- the power plant mm-hmm. and yeah. what we did well, you and I did it together we made these position papers which yeah. were what we did is which, we, what's we, the, we were the, name, the environmental with uh, Peter Icknott. Mm-hmm. Who was a who was a, a guy from Noble Street? Who was a uh, scientist? He was a pharma- uh, He had a PhD in pharma- pharmaceutical research, and he worked out in New Jersey and commuted. And was a very very bright guy. And then there was another woman who I don't want to name because she worked actually for the for the uh, EPA, uh, but she lived up on Manhattan Avenue, and she was very helpful mm-hmm. too.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: What this, what this we, like 2002?
3: No, this was this was this was two thousand this was the spring of two thousand. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. The spring of two thousand. And what happened was is that Joe had all these land use plans for the waterfront going back historically probably about thirty
1: years. He had a well that's what I collected during the one ninety a plan. Right. Yeah. And the one ninety a plan
3: was still going on. But Joe had <laughs> the never uh, forget that. Joe but Joe had the, the kind of planning history leading up to it, so we were able to look longitudinally through the through the land use planning, and then we married those up with mapping that was done by a group called the Watchpersons Project. Mm-hmm. Samara Swanson was an environmentalist and uh, connected with the People's Firehouse, and they created these wonderful maps that showed how deindustrialized the waterfront was becoming. Really, kind of telling the story that was coming mm-hmm. at us all, um, and uh, we were able to go online because we discovered there was this new law, this Article X. And the Public Service Commission had a very good website, even for the time in 2000, where we could look at all of the cases across the state, and all of the filings, and all of the cases, and as a lawyer, that's gold.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, So what Joe and I did, and Peter, and and this other woman, we took um, the environmental impact statements that had already been filed in other power plant cases, and we were able to use that to basically drive assumptions about what the environmental impact of the five hundred regular more, yeah. more power plant would be on, on Greenpoint,
2: that and was because there different,
4: wasn't time but, to scramble into yeah.
2: it here. So you were right. it. Right, no, no, right. It and was, it was like was, a proposition. It was so much different than we, anything that was done for the other power plant. It wasn't. Was.
1: We wanted to make sure that it wasn't right. just nimby. We just wanted to get it ahead of technical. you know. But we also wanted to
4: be
3: proactive. We wanted to be proactive and mm-hmm. to basically try to control yeah. the discussion from the
2: get go. I remember sitting and and giving you all of this information. Information yeah. that I've had, so that you you can put it in those you know in that document, and, yeah. and it then it you know ended up to be, we had every, we had the history, we right, had we the had environment, four, we had we four had papers, whatever, you know, happened in this, uh, in this neighborhood. We had four remember? papers,
3: we had charts, and we had photographs. Right, I we have had, it somewhere home yet. And the four papers were a history of the neighborhood that kind of described its industrial mm-hmm. rise and industrial fall off. And then there was the, uh, an analysis of what the plant would look like mm-hmm. in the neighborhood de- derived from the other numbers. And we were able to figure out that it was gonna generate about a thousand tons of toxic emissions a year into the yeah. local environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we were able to, then we did a, a, an environmental inventory of the neighborhood talking about its, uh its environmental uh, uh, overburdens mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about the concept of fair share <coughs> under the city and uh, uh, the in the concepts of environmental justice how they were going to wrap up and what was going on here and then uh, we did one final paper which was uh, let's see it was the history the analysis the environmental inventory and then um,
2: it was something on the future or something. I don't know. Yeah,
3: it was something. It was something uh,
2: that because I have, really, we have
3: it. It's it's it, it. was you know. But anyways, we were able to go and we immediately went up to, to, to Albany. Yeah, I
4: remember that.
3: And we had this meeting with the <laughs> with the Assemblyman Lentall uh, that he put together and the Public Service Commission staff, and we had this real we had this whole presentation and we just went and in. And that's what
0: you were guap.
2: Yeah, and we were guap, yeah. And what happened we was that we were already guap. Then.
3: But, but what happened is that there had been a lot of sign-off through the whole community. Like guap was quickly like organized yeah. it, it was it was there was this big organizing effort to get organizations to sign on.
0: Well, that's why that structure was.
2: So that's how that's that structure
3: exactly was developed. Right. So suddenly so we had like we had like fifty organizations sign on. Right, I and mean, mm-hmm. it was even like you know uh, Rabbi Niederman from UJO. You know, sign I met on, with him. Right? I didn't know him at all. We showed him mm-hmm. the work. You know, Christine, like, gave the nod. He said, put our name on it. So and that structure was, like, was
5: derived from his just, just, just put to the design. Design. This is to explain how WAP started as a membership organization.
3: Right, well, formed as a coalition right. as a coalition, organizations. Yeah. It started as a coalition. And because then we we became the, the membership organization. We needed to show the neighborhood was behind it. Right, exactly. So by, by, by the time we finally <laughs> presented this thing, it had, it had this great cover that had uh, uh, the old phrase, uh, the, uh, the people united will never be defeated. But it was, uh, but it was funny because it was uh, uh, Diana Reyna had people chanting, and it was the people united will never be divided. She had it as a rhyme, right? And we had, and that's what we put on that we weren't going to be divided. Um, we certainly were going to be defeated but we weren't going to be divided. There the candlelight vigil. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. That started at the Brooklyn Brewery.
3: No, like no, it started project. at the uh at the Polish National Home. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. but in That's rain she, in we the rain. were walking in the rain and how many people we had? Like had?
3: 2000 people. Two th- yeah.
2: in the rain oh, wow. we, they were walking all the way With down candles to, all the way to the waterfront, um, to the side. Greenpoint Avenue. I don't know why we ended up at the
3: at the uh, WNYC. The, I think I've got some... Yeah. Oh, because there was space York over there. Do you remember the conversation we had when we got to the gate <clears> when we got to the fence?
2: <clears throat> no. <laughs> when was it? <laughs> I said,
3: let's go in. And they're oh. like, no, we can't. I'm like, no, you're right, we can.
2: Oh, okay.
3: And you said... Uh, and you and you said also it's really dangerous. There's like there, there, there's yeah because all oh, you we wanted
2: to, they wanted <laughs> to go through
3: to yeah, where were, now you people have people were dying animals. to go to the waterfront. Oh, that's front. right. I yeah. yeah. was explaining people to you were like how pushing many up sinkholes. behind us like let's yeah. go in, let's go in, and we were like you can't go in.
1: But if I could, I this is Guap was actually much more momentous, and Christine will speak to this because I know when I came here from '85 and '85, and it was definitely '85. It was becoming, because so many people had migrated to Long Island and New Jersey out of the neighborhood in the 70s, and it was becoming a more elderly population. Um, And um, because the whole perimeter was owned M3-1, when everybody says, not in my backyard, Greenpoint had become the backyard. There was an incinerator that these guys stopped, but the largest sewage treatment plant in the Northeast, one third of the solid waste Mm -hmm. transfer stations, it was just endless, endless. And the problem was Greenpoint didn't have a singular organized voice.
2: Except for for Irene Klementovich, don't just say because her right. organization well, but I mean, actually uh um, yeah, concerned one, citizens of Greenpoint actually closed off the incinerator.
1: But then there I were was all parliament. these parliament. I was then the uh, force. By the time ninety nine came around there were like several different small organizations, organizations and they were not that couldn't really UI. speak for the community. And this power plant galvanized everybody because everybody was behind that. So everybody got together for that. And That's it was true. the first time that we could say the community, 50-some organizations, believe in this. So once we beat the power plant, we all sat around and we thought, gosh, it's a shame to let this just <laughs> No, I was now. like, put it out of business. It's enough. So where did the power plant go? Well, it didn't go anywhere. It just never. It just it, no. What happened? It didn't was find another that, location. No, they, they the gave, first they gave one up the project.
2: just uh, gave up, and uh, the second. Uh, but then the uh, problem was so that he lost too much money. Who the second one? Yeah, Adam Victor. I
1: mean, yeah, but lived. that took
3: a decade.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, that took <laughs> it wasn't a decade. nine months. But then we started thinking. You know, we've got to do it something. Is true. And one <laughs> thing we have to get. And a lot of court. We we thought we have to get rid of this M three zoning. It's killing us. And Adam and I actually went. And talked to a few developers about, you know, shouldn't there be something else? Shouldn't there be some residential here? and they No, like, we didn't. Yes, we did. We had, no, 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 no. Don't, don't have me
3: like, walking it. around talking to developers. That's not what happened. What we did is, we did have one secret meeting. Yes. Which was Ken Fisher dragged you and me down to uh, City Hall And we met with all of Giuliani's top land use people. Yeah, Uh, forget uh, about Rose. Yeah, and Regina Myers there. Regina Myers. And uh, and uh, uh, Henry Stern, the disgraced Parks Commissioner, was there. was like this whole thing. That's when
1: he made me candles. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. He he, he had nicknames. He would make you. Give you a nickname, like be your radio name for the Parks Radio System. was like his his PR thing, and then they would send you a little. Tag. I was yeah. candles, and what were you I was Luddite. Luddite. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny.
1: But anyway, we so when we We, we told them you gotta rezone the waterfront. Because we decided, if you didn't do it, yeah.
3: you're gonna you're gonna have these these this M3 is gonna just be a constant drum beat of, uh, of of So we
1: decided we couldn't let this just go away. So that's and we decided that one thing that we realized was that I don't know how we came to realize it, that the, the CB1 was like third from the bottom of the list in open space right. per capita. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be morphed into Greenpoint Waterfront Association for Parks and Planning. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we used, actually
3: did we did bring a developer actually because there was a developer mm-hmm. that, that uh, a guy named Francis Greenberger who was oh, right. a uh, from Time Equities and yeah. he was a he was a friend of Abigail Simons yeah. on oh, Noble right. Street and yeah. he actually we had a public meeting with him where he kind of talked about development and how he envisions going about going about development projects, in particular, how he would envision had, repurposing and redoing the Greenpoint Terminal we, Market. It was fascinating we had
2: meeting. with uh, the guy that announced Greenpoint Terminal Market. Well, that, yeah, that's right. I remember this whole thing. Yeah.
1: But, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. What's important to know, though, is this wasn't news. The Community Board, Community Board 1, in the 80s, commissioned... What was his name? Well, the- Caliandro. He commi- it was called the Caliandro Study. And, and he looked at the Greenpoint Terminal Market. Right. And he also looked at, what was the other one called? The Lumber um, Exchange? No, no, where where the Park House is now on Kent Avenue, um, where the State Park is now. Where the BDT site. Yeah, the BEDT. Yeah. So he did studies of both of those becoming, and the community was behind this. Now the important thing is it was like fourteen-story buildings. Right. It was moderate. So much, much.
3: Like residential. Yeah. Well, so right, the community,
1: exactly. the community was wholly behind.
4: And the, the
3: one eighty-seven A plan was calling for medium exactly. density right. residential, affordable housing. 14 at of the site. medium density. Yeah.
4: Well, we yeah. thought it what, what,
2: was. We yeah. thought it was at the point, Yeah. 40. Yeah, but you yeah. have to understand when you were going to this, to this whole planning, you were looking at nothing but um, basically. This area that used to be unattainable and, and Green Point you could never reach to, never had an access to waterfront, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody knew that East River is going to be the one who's gonna really that will bring us closer to the waterfront. So I guess I think people also realize that there has to be some concessions. Yeah. But I think that really help us it's not so much all of this one and Seven plan and all of this. I think what helped us is when we were, when we were really studying the, you know, fighting the power plant. Which one? Do you the second one in particular? Because what happened is that. Do you remember how many people I took on the bus rides, and I used to take right. it to Bratsky's upstairs to show him the yeah, views? You yeah, know, view, yeah, yeah. everybody from Albany, anybody I could get, right? I would give them a tour. I would give them a tour. I will take them in my car, I drove them everywhere. To explain to them and how to magnificent explain- was. And you yeah. know exactly. what happened? When they came back, they, they said, wow, these people are great. Right. Because there is nothing yeah. like seeing it. There was nothing like yeah. seeing it. There's, they were sitting in these damn offices and looking at the map and lines. There was nothing about those lines that's that's great. There's but a story about
3: the chairman of USA Waste when Nag was fighting them.
2: And then the he other He came day, out
3: to the property... He looked at the view. He got back into his limo, called Giuliani, and said it was a stupid place for a rice transfer
1: station. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the important thing is that what Gwop, once Guap formed into the Greenpoint Waterfront Water Association for Parks and Planning. The first thing we did um, was we got a significant grant from Trust Republic Land, right, and, and we hired Fox and Fowl at the time. It was Fox and Fowl and uh, Price Shapiro uh, City Planners and Jeff Rush Landscape Architect. And we commissioned an open parks and open space study for all of community board one.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And they did this huge analysis mm-hmm. that went on. I don't know how long it went on. And we created this huge map of I where we I thought... The map. I got I have Yeah, I've got know. it digitally. So we created this whole you map of where parks could be built on the waterfront. And right when we were just finishing this is when the city announced the rezoning. And that's when GUAP became very engaged with CB1. And that document became the plank for the community to in the push. rezoning, pushing for hey. That was the. Now, what we also
3: did at the time a uh, is we morphed. We had a little money left over, and we raised a little money, and we did a massing study of the lot oh, right. as right. we did well. That too right. We That's right. Which, which basically mm-hmm. took all of the assumptions that the city were trying to create for square footage. And then reimagining different masses that we thought yeah. were more and, and, and you know, they were they were they were they were lower, but they were more kind of bulky big warehouse buildings, um, where you could put a lot of square footage in. Um, my office and, did that uh, and I totally forgot about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fox and Fowl that. worked on it it was this right. whole thing and, and it was brought and to the and then gave it to
1: Heather Rosland, who was dealing that's right. with right
3: it. and it just completely it. went in everybody's ear and out the other
4: Exactly. but the other thing yeah the idea was yeah. looking
3: at like Dumbo and looking at Sunset Park also
1: what I really was pushing for is that what it just drives me crazy is that the when they did the rezoning they kept everything four-story, four-story, boom, 40. Right. And what it really should have done was it's gradually. It's got to be a very, yeah. it's got to be a very it should have started going up a little bit, to, yeah. and that would have given them yeah. kind they of the same quantity then. without being so huge. Absolutely, right. there, were, there were really forcing? great ways to do this. Yeah. But, and city planning keeps thinking that if you did these six-story bases that somehow you had blinders on, you only saw those buildings, and you didn't, was, you didn't notice the big towers. But which, I also
2: want to mention one thing, that um, the fact that... Uh, you know, the city was going for the Olympics did not hurt us to get all of this open space. That was the thing that really pushed. And the fact that we were going for the Olympics also helped us in in finding the power plant, because Bloomberg at the end of the, uh, say, I'm not going to give you water. And they couldn't cool their their generators, so they said, forget it. They couldn't build the plant, basically. And if Bloomberg wasn't on our side, we would have I don't know how it would really uh, turn out. So I think you gotta give a lot of credit to the city wanting yeah. this to be yeah. really well, a great space. It, it wasn't all us. I don't wanna just
0: so
3: take what, all the 2004? credit. it was funny because so
0: it was a couple years before because
3: between that. the time that Guap beat Con Ed and when I got that call from Christine that we had to go to Howard Golden's office to meet <laughs> Adam Victor. That was like a ten month period. Yeah. And we did all sorts of stuff. We looked at the pool <laughs> issue. We kidding. had Francis Greenberger in. Yeah. We had so all awesome. this all this the stuff. Pool issue being- uh, the McCarran yeah. pool. Uh and kind of the whole history of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the um uh but what was interesting was that uh uh, we also had Dan Doktorov come, and this was before he was That's economic right. development. Was that. That's um, how it all this started. Was, uh, like, yeah, I had a. Because
2: he was looking uh, into
3: my. I had a political club in Brooklyn, in a, in Manhattan, in DL21C, DL21, yeah. and then uh, called DL Twenty One C, and they were all like, "Oh, you got to see Doctoroff's plan. You know, he'll go anywhere to you know to show it to you. He's great." You know? so we set up a meeting at the Polish National Home
4: to show about and, the Olympics Twenty Twenty. Uh, yeah, and about yeah. the
3: plans for his plans for the waterfront in connection with it, and and that was mm-hmm. and it went and it was he was very nice and it went off, you know, and that was it. And what also happened in that period of time is that uh, Brodsky built his huge, massive warehouse right. and basically blocked off the views, and and w- what really what I think it, he pissed off Doctor Off. Hmm. and so uh, and then between Transgas and Brodsky, the decision was made. Well, we don't have to look at the BEDT site as just one space. We can make as much contiguous space as we want. And we might as well go all the way through the Bushwick Inlet and we can screw these two over to a fairly <laughs> well. That's the name And that's not how Bradsky and that's and that's how <laughs> the well that's how you, the well founded plan for the of the waterfront they? became The basis to argue that Brodsky is not spot zoned. Right. Uh, uh,
2: Adam, do you remember what they were planning for the uh, Olympics there on on those sites? Yeah, it was on the BDT site. It was the beach
1: volleyball. It was beach volleyball volleyball and archery.
2: Right, that's it. Beach volleyball. And so we have parks because of beach volleyball and archery. Hey, (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) Anyway. But it, it is funny. But uh, Adam Victor was kind of a nasty person. Remember how he used to go to all these oh, he organizations brought his son to these. And, um,
3: tried so to Adam buy, Victor, just to give an idea, what type of off. guy he was. So he was he filed. He was he was the owner of Transgas. The first official filing in an Article Ten proceeding is your pre-application. His pre-application was sent to the Public Service Commission on September 12, thousand
2: and one. Yeah. Can wow. you imagine that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The day
3: after 9-11. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We would have community meetings, which you can and imagine. And his application,
3: by yeah. the way, when he and finally found his application, clock.
1: Christmas like Eve, 2003, so 2003 mm-hmm. his application got filed. <laughs> but we would have, he would come to community meetings where you can imagine we're just screaming pitchforks, all this stuff, and he would bring his 10-year-old son. And he said, mm-hmm. well, he needs to he needs to learn these things. Yeah, mm-hmm. so But like I
2: remember it, we had one of the meetings... Um, in, uh, on Leonard Street. That's I think that some church. kind of. A, yeah. it, it wasn't a church. It's it. It is, is a it? veterans' home. Oh, veterans' but, home. But yeah, they and so you have to go upstairs, and then there is another like an office up, and he was hiding in that office. Do you remember that? No, <laughs> I don't remember yeah, that. he was hiding in the office, and then we saw okay. him by chance somebody saw him, so he was running away into the car because people were so aggravated <laughs> that he was beating him up.
3: So Guap is immediately like we yeah. have to you know, we had this experience with Con Ed, we had some technical understanding of how this yeah. stuff was it was dealt with, then we you know, we immediately were you know, reaching we out to right. Nag saying, Hey, you know, But he tried
2: he tried to um, remember his proposal to uh, build affordable housing then he was trying to buy the Polish organization by giving them <laughs> that and money yeah. for for the Pulaski Parade, remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I yeah. mean, he just kept on going everywhere, and it, the interesting thing he was, was that when we had that first meeting at Borough President, he came in and he was dressed in these, <laughs> this, these weird pants like a... Um, what do they call them overalls Overalls, right remember those brown overalls the cover it
3: was just with a (laughs) a mullet
2: (laughs) and i was there first and so we were talking right and he says i said we are fighting this you know that right and he says and i am winning and i says well you don't know me Right. And it was so funny when we... Well, I mean, I never knew that we were going to win. I, I was kind of nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but we did win at the end, so... It only
4: took a decade. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, she I'm was dislike sure me. The, the win. I
5: don't know. The win? It'll lead it to the win? Because that was such
4: an amazing thing. <laughs> what?
5: The
3: wind. It took the, years. It took it was years ten, of litigation. Was it was 10 year the, so. the, the, the community had to hire the Pace Energy Project. Yeah. Um, I worked pro bono for a long time until I couldn't. And then George Klein funded my work right. for the hearings, and which were like you know a month of hearings. And, and this is April 3rd, 2004. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. April 3rd. Yeah, hmm. because on April 1st, the judges issued. April Fool's Day, 2004, they issued the decision. <laughs> saying that it was against the public interest, all based on the new waterfront revitalization yeah. plan yeah. that Joe originally showed me way back when with Con Ed, and was not uh, yet the, the state's coastal management plan for New York City, No, and we lobbied the state, I mean we really overly lobbied Pataki yeah. that you need Everybody. to pass this thing, and desperately to get it passed before TransGas filed their application. The funny thing is when we met, when I met with the city's lawyers for the first time, they said they were... So Dr. Roth came out against the power plant and he instructed the whole city government to go after these guys. So I got asked to meet with the corporation council. I walked in for my first meeting and this lawyer said, yeah, how, cool. we, how are we going to beat this thing? Well, we're like, we are we, like, we've been told we have to meet with you and nobody's ever won one of these cases. How are we going to beat this thing? And I said, with the new waterfront revitalization plan. And the guy's like, that piece of crap, that's not going to do anything for us. And uh, he was wrong.
2: Yeah, no. If I think if if it wouldn't be for the water, thing, they would they would have probably won.
3: The water not being able to get not water. Being being ready, ready,
2: but yeah, there. because they really couldn't use anything. So. So at the ve- yeah
3: at the very end, the city just finally turned around and said, "Well, we're not going to give you water
2: because it's a gray water, so we don't want to give you gray water, and so they, they wanted know. our yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. to cool it to cool yeah, and, and they uh, couldn't take the water from the river." because we didn't let them take that one because there was a spawning result. And they were trying stuff.
3: to and, and Transgas was trying to argue that the city couldn't deny them yeah. this water that that they were being unfairly discriminated against as a as a as a corporate entity by having the city be this aggressive and the not because, because the city gives water to other companies all the time. Right. So they said well, we're just not going to give it to you. And uh, the state said no that's it we're not going to we're, we're not actually going that that decision while while state law will preempt, uh, you know, uh, uh, the lo- local actions to stop. Like a local city can't stop a power plant, but that they said was enough to say no. If you can't get water, if you have no source of water, if you have to get it from the city, they they can deny it from from Do you, you.
2: remember the plan they gave us? The the whole everything underneath. The-
3: right. All we have underwater. that on our website, right. Right. So after after April first, <laughs> this was April first, two thousand and four, and and I feel like this is great because um,
2: they come we've, up. We won
3: it. the hearings, yeah. Yeah. right? And the rezoning hasn't happened yet, so I can quit working for George Klein and get through the rezoning without without That's his, so being, easy. Without his being, my my being like associated with him, you know, and uh, exactly not so easy. These trans guests turned around. They said, "We're going to put the the plant underground." that'll get rid of all of the problems that the Mm. judges have pointed out with this project you could build a park on top of it yeah that's right remember you'll pay for it and uh the state said well that's (laughs) interesting why don't you give us some more application materials about that would look like what how that would look and then we were stuck until 2007. wow yeah
2: but the reality is they couldn't build it the way they wanted, because still all of that yeah, stuff had to come up, and the, the, what they proposed was really a wishful thinking kind of a thing. There was no technical, it, there because was it no technical background yeah. to it, so it didn't. And so I think one other thing that happened that was good out of this that came on is the fact that um, Greenpoint and Williamsburg were somehow always apart. okay? And so I used to work with Peter and, and, and actually I ended up to be on the board just to see if we could like get those two neighborhoods together and this power plant did better job than any of us could do
4: because it is plan, yeah. true.
2: We everybody worked together, right? And and I think well, that not was
4: exactly not everybody, not everybody but ninety five
2: percent. We actually it is true. We were called a lot of different names, and that should be also said. And there were some people who believed that uh, Adam Victor is going to build us. Affordable housing, and I don't remember how large these this thing was. Except it could Did never. Did that be, happen
0: in the community board where there was about people were pushing for affordable housing? Yeah, yeah
2: because again. they were pushing for it because they believed, but it was never part of the permitting. So if you don't, if if you can make it as a stipulation to the permitting, it's he doesn't have to do but it's he so the sales and he's done.
3: Yeah, they were opposed
1: yes. to it. but they you have pushed. to understand what was going on in that period. That Guam, this wasn't. Guap wasn't fighting a power plant. Guap was fighting a power plant and taking Rezon- on the entire rezoning. Yeah. Which was a mm-hmm. big deal, and that was contentious. That was very, very contentious. I think can we
2: maybe move on to that, the rezoning, about how that, how that
1: should Because happen. there we had. To so the established a, 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 a now past assembly person that came to. We, we had organized the neighborhood for the rezoning, similar because we've been doing the power plant. So we did the same thing. We organized the rezoning. <coughs> and the community board asked several of us to be officially involved. So we had these committees. So we had parks and open space, which is basically Guap. We had um, people dealing with height and bulk. We had people dealing with affordable housing. Yeah. And, and we industrial were having retention. These industrial, industrial retention. We were having all these meetings where we were actually all getting along. And then we had an assemblyman come in and say, "Vito Lopez." Yeah. Oh. Just so you know, uh, it's affordable housing. Affordable housing and affordable. That's housing. the only issue. If that means you get no parks and eighty-story buildings, it's fine. So, so what, right?
4: Mm-hmm. And that was just like mm-hmm.
1: you know, a bombshell. He didn't
3: quite say it like that. I mean, you know, I, don't no, know, like, I like, like I didn't that. like Vito Lopez, but but he, you know, he was a very passionate advocate for housing.
4: Yeah, there's you, no question you're gonna about give him that. Qu- and he didn't.
3: And qu- he, did, and he didn't. He didn't basically say you know. Everybody stick it. This is the way it's going to be. That was You, you know, he, he 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 knew how hard it was for people. Yeah. And, and he was. Tr- I
2: think he was trying to really advocate. for he was for still a, a lot bastard, bigger <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> On the other but side. But we had a
1: lot. All of us. Excuse were me. Like, it's very judicious. We were thing. all burning the candle at both ends. In the middle, spending so many hours on.
2: And then remember, were you part the, of the the, the the mayor's committee? Because I had to go no. once a month over there. Yeah. yeah. And that was after the rezoning. No, well, yes, that was that, just, after the rezoning. The re- there was a zoning, mayor's committee, committee that gets set press.
3: up and, and and Christine was the representative and they basically got Got you know glad oh handled by God. the city and we, we were, and were fighting told, all the time and we're told that all they should the they should cut a deal with Brodsky Right yeah.
2: It was Did they just, say that? No, they didn't say that out loud in the, They didn't say that they, loud? No, but um, what about Carolia Fink? Yeah, no, she was always saying that on a, not out in the public, but, but that, on the side, that was her belief, yes. That
1: they, that the, totally, that the, totally. that, that, that Brodsky had to, the, the community that, Brodsky that, had to cut right. a deal. And to allow him to do, to allow him to do some a building yep. combined right. with
3: the public. And yeah. she was, she worked for economic development.
2: Yeah, but she, yes, yeah, she worked for, um, both of the mayors. She worked for this one. I don't know if she's still there. Right.
3: And he said, I'm sent her to EDC, I think. Yeah. But,
2: but uh, yeah, but she works for she worked for uh, Bloomberg and she was really not having that. She didn't believe that this is winnable. Bushwick and park, park. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right so what can, other
1: questions? Well, maybe bring it kind of into the teens with Katie and
0: um, what you've been what you
4: were doing. With
6: what? Well he's gotten way before me because i i didn't join until after it disbanded as a membership organization so there's or a there's a long it? period before i joined if you want to talk
0: i joined that. around the 2005 rezoning right oh, okay. before mm-hmm. yeah and i sort of had to get up to speed <laughs> and <laughs> i
1: left in 2006 you bought trina in I, Trina I remember going to your office and hoping right.
0: I think we got the deal. Get get oh, I heard. There's
1: this incredibly <laughs> cool person named Trina McKeever. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. was going to be on our board. That's we when would I left, left her loft and moved to Oso. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. That's right. That's how you developed yeah. Oso. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: The alphabet soup, of North Brooklyn keeps yeah. on turning. Yeah. <laughs> and now,
1: and now the two organizations' names are so close, I can't even remember who's I who. know. I know. Yeah.
4: No,
5: meaning North Brooklyn Neighbors and North, North Brooklyn, Brooklyn Parks, parks Alliance. Right, right. Parks Alliance. it's like it's North Brooklyn. Uh, so sorry. So wait, So like so skipping forward, so I joined <laughs> about the second power plan is defeated. Right, and I
0: remember we had a big guap had a big meeting for a push for parks. Yeah. And each of the board members was assigned a different park to, to present to the public to try to get people on board with, actually, the beginning of friends groups. And right. I remember being told my park was Bushwick in the Park, and at that point I didn't know a thing about it. And then I learned I quickly learned about the different parcels and how that there, there was no park there at the time, and trying to get people on board with, with advocating with getting the Friends of Bushwick in the Park started. And look oh, where you got says.
2: now.
6: <laughs> <laughs> now you have well, a park. I didn't realize it started that long ago. I thought it was. I thought it was sort of more recent, more like no. on the fire. Well, it was kind no. of. It was no. sizzling. Uh huh. Right
2: it's been like a long time. Nothing. Becoming. Nothing happens fast when it, when, it, no. when it when it when you're it's talking long, about long parks against, building yeah. or, or yeah. finding anything. It always takes years, mm-hmm. particularly when you're dealing with. Agencies, right, Adam? Yeah. It's just, uh, they just, the the wheels turn very, very slow.
3: You know, what's interesting is that we, around that time, the three of us kind of split away from Guap because the Open Space Alliance was started, and that was a public-private conservancy partnership, and we decided that that would be a really interesting place for us to to be working. Yeah, it was a different
1: tack, and and it was actually, it it sort of, it, it actually came out of the rezoning, because in the rezoning, I mean, obviously... We wanted more parks than we ended up getting, and we still don't have them. But at least yeah, we I mean, at I, least it's been acquired. We were
3: even even on the Greenpoint waterfront. We were up to the final part of the yeah. uh, for the final hours of the rezoning. We were saying yeah. you should take out between India and Java yeah. that you should be taking out right. whole blocks. Of so we Green were
1: fighting for more, but in the end, we got what we got. And That's true. At least we felt like we got something. But then I don't know if I should. I probably shouldn't say names. But we were, we were. We thought okay, we got this, but I was told by someone in the administration that look, you know, don't pat yourself on the back, don't stop now. You gotta make this happen. And what you need to well, so make
3: uh, Joe Chan
1: or No. Who? Huh? What we what you need <laughs> is a, what you need is a is a conservancy. You need yeah. a conservancy, something similar to Prospect Park Alliance where you have a partnership with the city. Regina said that. Regina Meyer, right? She yes. was the yes. head of the downtown Brooklyn yes. Park. Yeah,
2: She, she advocated she for was, it she all the
1: like, oldest and, and, and she said, and she was all this like, open space. she was like, if you want to, if if you, I just saw her yesterday. She said, if you think <laughs> this is gonna, if you think this is gonna happen on its own, and you're wrong. So Because Mm -hmm. this is a handshake agreement. This is not codified in law. It's it's a handshake agreement. She was so instrumental. And you've got to really do something to make this happen. Yeah, I like her. And you're going to do it best if you're partnering with the city. Guap was an activist group, which we absolutely need, and what they're doing now is activism. But she said you really need something where you have an entity that can partner with the city and be working kind of on the inside and where you're raising money where you can just make things happen. I liked her too, but you know I really didn't like was Amanda Burden.
3: I thought Amanda Burden was was very kind of, like when we did the remassing study, you know, she was, Regina thought it was interesting, and Amanda Burden was just like, this does not compute with my Manhattan sensibility about tall buildings, period,
1: end of story. What was
0: Regina's position?
1: She was the chair of city planning. Oh. Yeah, she was. the no, she was the, head of the Brooklyn office. Brooklyn office. Regino. Regino was the, no. office. She she was the sorry, was Brooklyn was the office, the, office Amanda was, was the yeah. chair of commission
3: yeah. uh, of, of uh, right. city planning. Right. And she, you know, she she I, she would air kiss everybody and, and, and try to you know, you know.
2: Sometimes I couldn't figure Amanda burden
3: her way through it, but it was uh, just <laughs> very uh, not not a good planner at all.
5: Laura, when did you come in? I don't want to preclude. So Trina said she uh, drew me into the fray. <clears throat> I missed out on the power, I missed out on the good stuff, apparently. Because <laughs> those were the days. Those yeah. days yeah. Were
1: the when days. did you
4: actually Fire come price. here? I moved in
5: 2007. Mm-hmm. I lived uh, two doors away from Trina McKeever. Um, I came to this neighborhood with my husband after. Uh, Doing the five borough bike tour and cycling through Greenpoint. Oh, is. Really? they were so cool. Oh, that's so funny. It's right by the water. none going to be the parks on the one of this history and none of this background. And then I met my very lovely neighbor, and she explained to me all these exciting groups and organizations and fights that were going on, and she said, Do you want to help chair an organization that will fight for a park that doesn't exist? And I thought, how fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Bushwick Inlet
2: Park. That's right. And you got it. And and
5: Laura, you were the one that got the
0: fabulous website going. I did
5: get a great website going, yeah. Yeah. I didn't get um, the city to fork over... Hundreds dollars in a dollars. But that was easy yes, for sure the <laughs> I <was really laughs> part of I Well I wasn't I wasn't leading the organization that way. I had a You were leading it for down. part of it. You were leading
6: for the beginning of
5: it. Laura, <laughs> uh, you
6: and Barbara and I worked
0: on the, the Guap website. Remember we got a grant from Yeah I remember
1: Barbara. Yeah.
2: And yeah Your wife. Oh your My wife My ex wife. I'm so well they, whatever. All right. So she was really the force behind the Yeah, <laughs> she did the the first Right, she
3: did the yeah, she she, she the well, website. Did she yeah. put a lot of work in? The website was but, but, so huge.
5: The circle. I feel like resource. it sort of I came at a time when there was this kind of reorganization that was happening in the community where I think there was a change in the demographics, right? A yep. real change, oh, change. A lot more energy, but maybe a lot more people with money coming in with not such great ideas <laughs> as well, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, and, uh, and a lot more alphabets soup coming into the mix of organizations, and mm-hmm. um, and so OSA was really getting itself going and trying to make big changes and do things. and. So I was also aware of OSA and working tangentially with them. There was the effort to make the OSA community committee, so that it was a which meeting, you
6: were chairing. Which I was going to bring and you in. Me. I mean, hey, that's just, where I was going. That's <laughs> so right. So the community
5: committee <laughs> was a, was an effort to make OSA responsive to the community. So it was really an attempt to make a forum where everyone in the community could come together and talk about what they wanted from their individual parks and what they envisioned. And they still do it. They
3: they they still still have uh, these community-based meetings and public meetings, I think quarterly, yeah.
5: So I started running or making the effort to make those meetings happen, and I think that's how Katie and I became Mm -hmm.
6: friends.
2: And -hmm. you did
3: a great job at it.
6: Thank yep. you, Adam. <laughs> but it burns people. Okay, but it no, burns people Katie out. <laughs> um, well, I was doing. I was uh, yeah. I started running the community committee because I was running this North Brooklyn Public Art Coalition, another NB and NB that preceded the two current NBs, and um, and that actually came out of David Yasky's office yeah. because mm. David Yasky wanted to do the Indie Street murals. Right. um which was oh, a, up to where the ferry is. which right. was an activation of this was in Gosh, 2008 wow. and so this was um these plots of lands along the waterfront after post rezoning that were going to be built up and then it was 2008 2007 2008 so they weren't going to be built up anymore you know with the recession and everything right. else right, right. and so um you know, there was this idea to bring attention to the waterfront and to um, activate it through public art. And so I got involved in these, I just like finished a master's program and I was like, oh, I'm really, you know, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I, I didn't (laughs) realize I've been here longer than you. I moved to the neighborhood in 2003. Um, But uh, um, so yeah, I had been living in the neighborhood for a while and um, got involved in this, Mural Project, which was right down the street, um, and it was really successful, and so we started doing other things and working with Stephanie, who was then the director of OSA, to do public art projects in parks, so we did um, a couple, we did the first like light installation in McCarran Park, which was the first public art installation that was there, um, you know, we worked with DOT on some other ones, and so through that... Did and you do the dance program in the pool? No. no, that was amazing. That was, that was, what was
3: her name? Naomi LaFranc La, yeah, That
4: right, was right, right, the right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was fabulous. Uh,
3: um, what was that? That was called uh, what? She called.
6: Centerpiece. Yeah, that, no, that was but it was the same idea, right? Mm-hmm. Activating these spaces that were currently unused that you wanted to draw attention to because they were had big plans up ahead. Right. So, um, that's through these getting to know these spaces and getting to know Stephanie. Um, Thayer. I got involved, Thayer, certainly yes. Thayer, I got involved with a ComCom, and then um, tried to, and that's when Transmitter Park was go, getting underway and tried to convene these groups um, for a few years um, and then, um, you know, through that developed relationships and then sort of left that role and Dewey was like announcing, he's like, you know... Bob is going through a lot of changes. And afterwards I said, what kind of changes? You know, what are you, he's like, we're looking for board members. I was like, what is, what of?" Because I had already had plans to step down from being the co-chair. I was like, what? So he said, why don't you join the board? So I said, okay. And this was after the member, which you, maybe you guys can talk about it, the transition oh, from the really membership to, but, um. It was tough. That's <laughs> when it was sort of, that's when it sort of became almost like a programmatic organization. Because there was the GCEF, the the Greenpoint Community Environmental Fund. And so, um, GWAP uh, received some grants to sort of do education and awareness. So, you talked about the website. So, one of the um, prerogatives of GWAP was to retain information, disseminate information. And it, it did that both electronically, through the website. Remember, we, like... We commissioned different narratives. We hired someone to... Put more information online to find stories, and then also to do programs. Mm -hmm. Um, so we actually hired someone to do these series, um, focusing on different environmental. Oh, that's Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, Ryan did it right. Um, after someone else. Anyway, I I don't Um, think it
3: can go without saying that um, the website was a really, really deep, rich archive mm -hmm. of information because. All of the filings from the power plant case went up. Everything. All of the stuff from the Con Edison fight went up.
0: And it's still live. I looked at it today. Right. Oh I thought that live. I thought that it was all consumed by mm-hmm. Well eventually yeah. it'll go to Nag. But uh-huh. it, it, it's frozen in in space. Frozen, right? frozen yeah. in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
2: there there was anything that we had that was coming up and we put I would give you know, we if I had on. anything anybody else, we would put everything on there and I have to say all the time you're right people were saying how useful our website yeah, was yeah people from how all much? over the
3: world would study the Guap website well for
1: five on. years we did monthly newsletters and it yeah also, it also had, cool. it
3: also had, the, had all, every the meeting the all the stuff rezoning I mean it was really it was a major rich they have the speech that my
0: 10 year old son Aiden read at
2: the rezoning here. oh that's so funny <laughs> right oh,
0: that's so funny so how do we How do we bring this to the present day for you? Well, how did, how did it get in? How did Guap get in with NAG? How did North Brooklyn Neighbors happen? Where the two entities have come together? And what is, does Guap exist anymore?
2: I don't know if, I'm not sure. I think it exists in a way of working together with NAG. I think it became, I mean, so we were basically not doing a lot as far as Guab is concerned. Um, it is the truth. We didn't have a lot of membership. We needed to really develop again, and there was no... No one had the strength to do it.
5: Well, I think, and well, basically, to fair, I think it's when you live in Greenpoint or North Brooklyn and you're interested in community service as a volunteer activity, you inevitably get called into four or five different non-paid activities. Well, that's... yeah. And so you're always introducing yourself within the community format as... I'm this person with this hat on, mm-hmm. and and I'm also this person with this hat on, and I'm also this person with this hat on, and then I also have a day job, <laughs> right?
4: And that's so, and that's demanding. And <laughs> it's hard,
5: and I think, but I think it speaks to something that's really beautiful about the people that live in North Brooklyn, which is that everyone is really interested in community and
1: and try to do all the legal work and
5: I think volunteering <laughs> your time to do things to make
4: things better for everyone. And else, you even only though it's have, always have to burnout. Yeah, you only have so, like
1: so much bandwidth. Like people just approach me. Um, this con Ed site on the Waynesburg water yeah. plant is getting ready and mm-hmm. people approached me to get involved in the fight and I was like you know what I'm with you out. I'm well, with you in spirit like I'm with burn you, in spirit. What, what you, you in spirit what like, are they fighting about they
0: well, they do want to keep it from
1: being zoned residential. Well, mm-hmm. Good luck. That's the, they're gonna. The, 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 horse is out of the bar. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just. It's just. Uh, <laughs> but they asked if I they could they, use.
3: They, they, they could fight
2: for but that. But I don't know maybe, what they I want to do. They, they asked if we could use.
1: You could use our our graphics, those 3D graphics. Uh-huh. I said, God bless. Here you go. Use it? It's uh. But I just. Uh, can't. It's M3, right? Yeah. That didn't get rezoned. So this is a private. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. But everything around it's residential now. But you
2: can't have. You have it. You cannot have an M3 because what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, could you could put planet. a transfer station? A power plant yeah, yeah. Well, So you're yeah. saying you
0: could put Trader Vic's there?
3: No, but that's commercial. That's, Trader Vic's that's is that's going that's into commercial, the other... That they're so that no, they're it? already going into... Yeah, they're already going in there, by the way. The building so on, yeah, how, we, how do we
5: ask this question in a way that will elicit interesting responses? Maybe it's something like, where do you think Guap... Should go next. Right? Well, did Guat off? merge with the, the, it's, still it's, in the process. it's still in
3: process. It's still, in process. It's still in process. But still in process. But, but it's like, so the
5: paperback has been I filed. Been I, I thought Guat should
3: have gone out of business after we beat Con Ed, so I'm not the person to ask. So Guat is
5: folding <laughs> itself into formerly NAG, now North Brooklyn neighbors. And the hope is that it becomes a more sophisticated... um unified North Brooklyn force that marries the all the people who are working for better things in Williamsburg with the people who want better things in Great Point. We're a team because we're all, we're all working in very similar ways for very similar things. And I think maybe the more interesting question is to ask these guys what do you think should become of Cooper? I don't know. I'm not Why sure don't. what. what.
1: Yeah. Uh, Open Space Alliance is now North Brooklyn Parks Alliance. We're a conservancy. Our purpose is to be shovels in the ground, creating parks, building parks, improving parks. What I would like to see is North Brooklyn
4: neighbors.
1: Neighbors now guap and instead of guap being Greenpoint and Nag being Northside, oh, This is March now represents all of CB1. Exactly. And I want that to be the group that engages the community that that works with all the friends groups. Because what we we've, what we've realized in the long road, uh, OSA, now North Brooklyn Parks Alliance, we started out, as Adam knows, to be, instead of being Prospect Park Alliance or, or Central Park Conservancy representing one park, we wanted to represent every park in Community Board 1. That's a pretty big lift. It's 128 park properties. It's a lot. And we have a community committee like the Prospect Park Alliance that we wanted to foster to inform us, but it turns out that's a really big lift because mm-hmm. all of these parks groups need support,
4: that's what and
1: you know. we just there's only so much that one entity can do. So I think now we have the opportunity for a perfect marriage that North Brooklyn Friends basically manages and deals with the friends groups and the parks groups that informs North Brooklyn Parks Alliance to, okay, the priorities. And to, the priorities of putting shovels in the ground, um, the being the 501c3 that manages all the money, that brings in money, and everybody says, okay, this year we would like to spend $80,000 over here and $50,000 over there. And because of our contract with the city, where we can put shovels in the ground and not pay prevailing ra- wage. So that means that basically we can do projects for one half of what the city can do so the money can go further. So I think that makes everybody more efficient. It makes them you know, nag and guap historically that's what they've been good at. They've been good at organizing the community and managing the community and then instead of North Brooklyn Parks Alliance having to do wear two hats to do both we wear the one hat that we can focus on. There's a a lot of merit
3: to what what Joe's saying and it kind of, maybe it's a a, a way to, to kind of bring it all back to where we started which is that You need to have organizations that can organize and be active on behalf of the community. And in all sorts of fashion, certainly not in illegal ways through civil disobedience. As a judge, I couldn't say that you should do that, although it does happen, all right? And it has happened in our community with the firehouse and stuff. But the fact is, is that that role is a role that cannot be occupied by a conservancy.
2: Right. That's true.
3: And that's, I think, the thing that we've learned over time is that is that community organizations and conservancies are different, and public-private partnerships and totally community-based organizations conserve different important functions and roles in a, in, in a, in a well-developed community. Um, and I think that that's what GWAP really learned, and, and whether, you know, should GWAP fold into North Brooklyn neighbors, yeah. I think that we've always yeah. wanted. That's the thing that, that's united me, Christine, Joe, for years and years. Erase that.
1: Erase that line. That erase the in. line. That, yeah, that you was know, always there. They're,
3: they're, you know, the uh, United Jewish Organizations of Williamsburg. They have all Williamsburg wired up. Brooklyn Heights Association. They have all Brooklyn Heights you know done. Uh, Boren Hill so there. Were these group, large groups for large you know what trouble though,
0: is that OSER, oh north brooklyn parks alliance is just about parks whereas i think the mission of north brooklyn neighbors and what the mission that was Gwap and that was nag is a much broader scope That's you're,
1: you you're not right about that Why they too. Don't really but i think they can other. i think they can do that though
0: they
5: can
1: manage a, i think like i think they, they can, can because division. at the core of right. it it's there's a lot of i always had in
2: mind that when we do merge, eventually we become like a civic organization an organization that really something. like right. it could do and and you know you you got the town hall the firehouse hopefully
3: and parks is part to, of that to really
2: <laughs> and then you you can really do it i mean um, basically you need funds, so you need to go out there and get some funds because without funds we all know it's very hard to do, and then get uh, then you can do environmental you have to do still environmental in this community, it's very important yeah,
4: that's not uh, you idea.
2: have to do parks uh, it, it's just as important I think, both of the, the areas so, and I think a civic organization could do that, they could do affordable housing, They could. they could have these arms, just like UJO has right, mm-hmm. and yet they won. It's easier that way. It's much easier. And if you have an executive director working in this, you're being looked upon as a different organization than if you just have everybody volunteer. And all of a sudden, there's money to support that. And this neighborhood too
1: to support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important to do it now.
2: You have to have the framework. Because that's
1: what we so. talked about. That's what we talked about when we started OSA. We knew that people were coming, and we needed to get ahead of that and be ready. And Greenpoint is about to get 13 new towers. And we're not going to stop that. So the best thing we can do is organize and be ready Mm -hmm. to to capture their money and organize them and say, here is a place to to focus to better your community. Mm -hmm. And we're ready for you. All right.
5: Well, guys, thanks so much for sharing Guap's guap story with us
6: tonight. Very messy, but wonderful story <laughs> Well
4: thank you for taking your the, your time to do all of this. Yeah, yeah this is great. Yeah.